Hello and welcome to the MindTickle podcast. I'm Gopkiran Rao, Chief Strategy and Marketing Officer at MindTickle. In our ongoing effort to help our community of revenue leaders with insightful and thought-provoking content, we're fortunate to work with industry executives driving the next generation of growth. My guest today is Ankur Alawalia. Ankur is currently the Chief Revenue Officer at identity and access management company, SecureAuth. But he's been a Silicon Valley sales and revenue operations leader for the past two decades, including key roles at Aptis and Saba. SecureAuth is the leading provider of flexible and adaptable identity and access management solutions aimed at securing workforce and customer identities everywhere. Now, as the executive at SecureAuth, where the buck stops with him, Ankur leads all revenue-generating activities, including sales, customer success, and enablement. One of Ankur's key programs via his partnership with MindTickle is to deliver sales readiness solutions to his customer-facing teams. To maximize sales and partner capability with a modern approach to learning, upskilling, and timely updates, as well as the ability for managers to have productive coaching interactions with their teams. Ankur, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I've shared a little bit about your current role as part of the introduction to this podcast, but I'm sure our listeners would love to hear how your journey to secure auth and your work in readiness has been shaped by your journey across different companies and mission-critical processes like quota cash and corporate learning management. This is particularly true when it comes to one of the most challenging roles out there, given today's uncertain and unpredictable business environment. Please kick things off by telling us a little bit about your background and how it has informed your priorities for ensuring revenue and brand growth at SecureAuth across strategic GTM sales and partner engagement with an integrated sales readiness philosophy from the get-go. Over to you. Uh, thanks, Gop, for uh, having me on this podcast and uh, really appreciate uh, you and MindTickle for giving me this opportunity to to speak with you guys. Yeah, it, you know, I've been in high-tech software for over 20 years. Um, has all, uh, you know, I'm, I've done various different roles, uh, including uh, starting my career as an engineer. Uh, but over the last, I would say, dozen years ago, my career pivoted towards more go-to-market sales, uh, operations uh, kind of roles. And um, I, I can tell you it's one of the most thrilling jobs to be part of a uh, go-to-market role, right? Uh, so what I've seen, I would say in the last... Um, you know, a half a dozen years, maybe going a little bit longer than that, is the the role of um, back office or go to market uh, functions it has dramatically changed. You know, the, in the good old days, the sales guys used to be out there trying to sell uh, with with limited support from enablement or operations. But uh, there has been a huge shift in trends in our industry where just Hiring top sales talent is one thing, but having the right support structure and enablement structure around them is another thing. There is a huge demand for uh, salespeople producing quickly, driving their productivity uh, and the ramp time as fast as possible, um, making sure that they are executing on the deals pretty well. And all of those things, come aligned together uh, only with a very sound 
operational and enablement uh, plan processes and systems that support it. And without the help of these, uh, you know, salespeople otherwise will uh, continue to struggle. And it's more of a let's let's throw stuff on the wall and see what sticks. What we have done, uh, what we did at Aptus when I worked with you, and uh, what I've carried far, uh, forward here at SecureAuth is putting a system in place, right? So whenever we have a new sales uh, rep that joins our organization, there is a very clearly laid out curriculum for them that's obviously uh, done on the, the MindTickle platform. And with the help of MindTickle, they are able to ramp up quickly, listen and, and get, get up to speed and trained on our, not only our product, but selling techniques, our processes, our best practices, and so on and so on and so on. Um, on top of that, we have always believed in continuous learning and enablement. So it's not only, it's one thing to just train a guy at the new hire training and just let him go, but there's another thing of just training him and then constantly keeping him up to date and, uh, and, and performing and, and, and applying those techniques out in, in, his, in his deals or in the sales cycle. So uh, continuous learning has been a big part of what we do. Uh, with the help of, uh, you know, the MindPickle platform, we're able to quickly uh, do peer reviews, uh, share our knowledge, quickly roll out, uh, you know, different sales enablement sessions, um, obviously have our, our reps, uh, you know, absorb it, apply it, and then report back on how, how the, the findings are. And we are able to quickly mobilize and we are very fast and nimble on how we, uh, communicate and train our reps uh, across the organization. So that's been a very big um, benefit to our organization is how quickly we are able to move. And then we've taken it one step further. Uh, after enabling our reps and through the constant uh, continuous enablement techniques and platforms, we are now taking that same mindset and, and move towards our channel partners. Uh, SecureAuth announced uh, they intend to be 100% channel. Uh, late last summer, we are about 80% there um, today. And our channel enablement teams were able to pick up just the same techniques and the knowledge base and the best practices and, and articulate that to our channel partners who now go and um, promote our product, know how to position us, know our differentiators better. So we're starting to see a lot of positive traction. And yeah, a lot of this is done on, on MindTickle, uh, which has been an unbelievable enablement platform for us to be successful. So I'll stop there, uh, Gok. Thank you, Ankur. That's, uh, I think, a really great overview of a system. I think that was the word you used, versus what we often see companies think about as a collection of features to drive learning or maybe skill development across a sales team. And a system is typically going to be the strategic platform that you also indirectly referenced as connecting the people, the process, the tools and the data. But I also wanted to call out and congratulate you on this very interesting pivot SecureAuth has made towards being powered by, by channels and partners. I think that's a remarkable transition in the business model uh, that creates a foundation for, I think, especially now, what might be an unfavorable business environment um, and I want to sort of uh, sort of make that comment because when we last spoke, I remember you being on the verge of closing an extremely successful Q4 in year. And here we are three months later, the world has sort of turned on its head uh, with the current uh, epidemic and every C-level uh, and sales executive alike is either pivoting to protect 
or prepare the book of business for what might be a sustained downturn. And without getting into the specifics, and I think you've sort of touched on some of these points already in your sort of uh, answer just now, but how have some of the investments you've made over the last year um, in your organization's preparedness, um, in sort of your partner community, in enablement and readiness, how are they going to come into play, do you think, in the current climate? And are there a couple of initiatives you're doubling down to improve secure routes, uh, go-to-market execution over the coming weeks and months, particularly in the sort of current business climate? Well, that's a great question, uh, Gop. So yeah, our our transformation journey began about, I would say 12, 12 months ago. And uh, secure routes, you know, we had to look at our entire DNA of the company culturally, talent-wise and so on. And we went through uh, a pretty big transformation last year and uh, came out with one of our largest quarters in company history in Q4. Okay, so a lot of the things we had put in motion on our strategy to be focused on enterprise, uh, to uh, to help uh, to really figure out what makes Secure Auth different and then stick with our differentiation out of the market has helped us execute, get us focused better as well as execute better, right? Now, COVID, uh, 19 hit us all of a sudden. Um, what I'm seeing in the market is a couple of things. So in the security or cybersecurity identity and access management space, with now more and more people working from home, uh, it has increased the number of cyber attacks on those enterprises that need to support their employees, their customers, their contractors, B2B partners, and so on. So uh, the need for our application or the solution we provide has actually not dropped significantly, okay? And it's it's a factor of, you know, just just because we are in this environment, the, the hackers and uh, the people that do this for a living, they have actually not stepped down or stepped back and they're not certainly empathetic to the situation and they've actually stepped up. So, so uh, our business climate is getting impacted where the customers have a need for a product, but at the same time, they are controlling their spend and through some creative deal structuring and promotions that we're actively running over the last, I would say, a month. Uh, some of the, it has helped ease some of the customers in their, in their spending uh, and, the, and the budget constraints. So we've been able to work through, through that. The second thing I've noticed is in the COVID environment and more and more people working from home and it's kind of changed the way we think, the need for cloud uh, applications has, uh, I, I, I feel is gonna dramatically increase. Um, now the cloud solutions, whether it's your, your solution, MindTickle or SecureAuth or any, any the, those, the move to the cloud is already on a very aggressive and fast paced uh, journey. I think this, this environment is gonna make those buyers think about cloud again and probably might accelerate it. So over time when things settle down and the uncertainty settles down, the need for cloud solutions where the vendors are, are managing and running an application versus the customers trying to manage some of them on their own, I think that's gonna, that's gonna increase, right? But our go-to-market strategy hasn't really changed a lot from what we rolled out last year, uh, focusing on our strengths on enterprise, going solving complex business challenges and use cases at the same time securing uh, securing those companies with the right user experience. Um, it's still 
our strategy is still what we're marching towards. Uh, but at the same time, with creative deal structuring, we are able to uh, help out the clients as well as um, you know find a happy medium that works for both sides. The last thing I'll say, Gop, is um, in these difficult situations, yeah, you know, the customers are going through a lot. They're making some very difficult decisions, especially if you're in travel, hospitality, or any uh, any any of those sectors. So Secure Auth has gone above and beyond in just helping those customers out. You know, whether it's um, you know helping them with their license needs uh, while they figure out a budget. So sometimes doing the right things for your customers is certainly a good way to approach this as well, and they'll reciprocate in due time. That's a great answer, Ankur, and I really appreciate you sharing. Um, I think not just your perspective on how markets and companies should be thinking about the pivot, for example, to cloud-based solutions, increase of cloud adoption, and what they th themselves can strategically think about in terms of ensuring their solutions and companies are perceived as must-haves uh, to other businesses. But it also, I think, bringing up a very important point here, which is that we're all in the business of being customer first. And whether it's in the context of providing special terms or creative financing models, you are really talking about enabling your own sales team and your partners to pivot back to first principles that drive their sales performance. And, you know, obviously being ready to do that, you know, having the ability to incorporate new messaging, potentially new pricing models, new solutions, et cetera. Um, and maybe that allows us to pivot to a follow-on question that is perhaps less about the current environment and about this first principles you've raised. And one of those is typically for sales executives and managers, visibility to you know, the leading indicators of sales success in an organization. And the reason I bring that up is that even before COVID-19 you know, broke out, if you spoke to a typical head of sales, his or her goal is to have that middle curve of their sellers meeting or exceeding their quota goals, right? Everyone talks about moving the middle of the distribution a little bit to the right. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that most research um, shows little more than 30 to 40% of the typical sales team makes quota. And I think one of the questions I have, it's a very basic question, just to get your perspective. Uh, and, you know, I, and I'm asking you this particularly because of your deep experience with you know, sales operations and you know, many of the levers that sales operations leaders uh, sort of typically implement in conjunction with sales leaders. Why is it so hard to get sellers to be successful? And you know, maybe tying back to some of the things you're doing with MindTickle, you know, where is that sort of a gap in capability occurring today? You know, is it because companies are very tactical in terms of how they think about sales performance or they're too disjointed in how they approach it? Interested in your sort of perspective on that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the age-old thinking is just hire as many sales reps as you want, uh, as you can. Mm. Uh, it drives up your capacity, puts more feet on the street, and naturally through that, you know, you'll be successful, right? Um, I, I think that's a very expensive way of thinking about uh, how you can grow a company. I would rather do what we did Adaptus, and it's something again I'm rolling out, uh, which I've rolled out with Secure On. Get the right num number of salespeople. Make sure that you have a system in place. Make sure your foundation is 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 in place. Get them productive first, before you go mm. try and hire three x four x the number of coverage and just for the sake of math, your capacity is so much. So you should expect 
X amount of bookings from that, right? I would rather phase one, and that's what we've done at SecureAuth in the last year. Just get your foundation right. What's your strategy? Who are you going after? What makes you different? And then what kind of um, uh, core sales team you need with this, with the right mm-hmm. SCs, the channel partners, so on, that gets you enough coverage, but at the same time makes these guys as successful as they can and making money. And then when we feel that the productivity is north of 70%, or if not 80, then you can go and, and then get aggressive and all the foundations in place, obviously pipeline and some of those other things, okay? Now, the indicators, what I usually watch for, right? Obviously you're looking for your reps activities, uh, but you know, having a very comprehensive system in place where you're telling them what activities are expected out of them is one way to go about it, right? Is, is being very deliberate. We expect you to do X amount of customer meetings, Y amount of partner meetings, X amount of demos, blah, 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 right? And you can be very prescriptive and try and uh, get to a scientific uh, schedule where everybody has to follow and measure them against. And it's something uh, we at SecureAuth are always trying to define and, and test it and, and then reevaluate and revamp and so on. So there is an activity uh, stream that we're looking at. Um, there are other things that go the way I've looked at it, there are three types of reps. Uh, one, they're very good at prospecting or early stage in the, in the pipeline, but not so good at closing. Rep two is not so good at the early part of the sales cycle, prospecting and so on, but it's a good closer. And then rep three, which is uh, usually an anomaly, and these are your, uh, your top performers, they can do everything well, end to end, right? If you're in the first bucket, um, just knowing your reps, strengths and weaknesses, what they're good at, and then surrounding them, uh, with, a, with somebody that can help them close may be a good thing for them because they can learn from somebody who's a better closer than that case, typically it's their manager and RVP. Uh, if you're in the second bucket where you're a strong closer but not very good at business development side of things, uh, maybe aligning them with your strongest BDR so they, they can generate enough and help them through the early parts of the sales cycle and the managers can change. But once it gets to the late, you know this guy is solid, right? So having a mm-hmm. good understanding of the qualities of the rep, what the strengths and weaknesses are, and then surrounding them with the right people, giving them all the best um, you know, support structure around there is a very positive thing. The one top leading ad- indicator for me is the mind tickle uh, uh, performance. If I don't see a rep, and this is actually quite consistent, if you don't see a rep out there not going through your t- training materials on time, uh, not staying up with your with the learning uh, and and the development and all the things we want them to do. Usually, you see them taper off in performance, and either they checked out and don't want to be here, or B just don't believe in in learning, and they're just set in their way. Either ways are not good recipes for success, and you see that rep either leave or you know not hit his numbers, and then you have to manage out the performance. But I've always seen how these guys take. Um, their, their trainings, their learning and development plans, and how seriously they take them and how seriously they are on top of that is, is also a very good indicator. And um, it, it played out at SecureAuth. We could see the reps not doing uh, uh, and not, not fitting well into a system get, uh, get nowhere in the company. Yeah, that's, that's a remarkable answer, Ankur, because I think what you've covered really well um, is this idea that 
you have, I think, insisted on your personal visibility, not just to participation and engagement, but also adoption and execution in terms of that sort of complete virtuous life cycle between learning, skill development, and in-field execution. And, you know, presumably that's where you also are able to up-level your sales managers to do inspection, not just of deals, but also inspection of the activity and the engagement of your, of your sellers, whether they are your internal team or your external team. So really appreciate that sort of, not just your well-rounded uh, examples or, you know, your sort of uh, thinking, but also certainly for being a very hands-on participant in that readiness, mind-tickle mind experience. And that may sort of, you know, I think bring us to my last substantial question for you uh, for this podcast, which is for other CROs who want to get going on this journey, you know, how would you encourage them to think about the ROI for sales readiness? And you've covered some of it, I think, in, in your previous sort of response. But, you know, what's that one piece of advice you might also like to leave uh, the audience with today in terms of either undertaking the journey or potentially stepping back, looking at their current investments and maybe coming at it more holistically? Ankur? That's, that's a great question. I think there are a couple of KPIs everybody looks at and uh, with sales readiness and uh, enablement, um, strategies and platforms that you have in place, especially with, with us in our case in MindTickle. You have time to first sale. That's, that's, that's a metric uh, we look at very, very closely, especially when, you're, when you have a system that you built around them. Uh, there, are, there are tools and trainings and uh, measurement uh, systems in place to see how a rep is learning and, and, and performing. You do want to see a new rep uh, you know, close a deal in, in a record time. And that makes them feel good. It makes you feel good that your systems and trainings and the, and everything you put together is kind of working. That's one. Second is uh, productivity, right? At the end of the day, uh, we are not a big organization, but we have a decent sales staff. And we spend, uh, obviously, uh, for good reason, a uh, good amount of money on MindTickle. And the platform is giving us huge benefits. We are seeing our productivity get better. That's always... Uh, something that's that's front and center of everybody's mind, you know, to see as many sales reps uh, producing and closing deals and so on. And the last thing I'll say is consistency. So you might, what you don't want is having a rep have a decent one year and then just slow down and taper off in the subsequent years. Typically in enterprise, the sales reps peak in the second year. Uh, the typical uh, tenure of an enterprise sales rep is between two to four years. Uh, sorry, one to four years, depending on where you are. And usually the highest productivity is in year two. And then year three, and then it starts to taper down. That's just some stats I've seen in my experience as well. If you can get that productivity uh, faster uh, in year one, delivering in year one, and, 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 it, and it continues to deliver multiple years of, of uh, excellent performance, not just one off, I think that's a big, uh, big ROI that you should be expecting out of these things. So yeah, time to sale, sales productivity, um, just execution on their deals, some metrics that typically sales operations or back office functions will track. All of those uh, are ROIs you're getting out of, um, you know, in, uh, sales readiness tools, enablement tools like MindTickle. Yeah, that's fantastic, Ankur. Well, listen, I want to thank you for spending this amazing 
uh, half hour with me this morning. Uh, I want to sort of leave with a message for our listeners here, uh, just to sort of certainly look up Secure Auth, which in addition to being an innovative company, you know, is uh, a leader in providing some of the most flexible and adaptable identity and access management solutions to secure the workforce and customer identities everywhere, whether in hybrid, on-prem, or cloud deployments. I want to thank you, Ankur, and your team, particularly for your partnership with Mindtickle. I know you've got, you have in the past used uh, LMS and other tools for customer partner and uh, internal technical training, but certainly whether it's in terms of how we're leveraging Mindtickle for weekly updates and communications, virtual role plays, uh, helping your sellers with gamification, uh, role plays, uh, dry runs, and the integration with Salesforce, you really are setting the standard, I think, for what a modern readiness uh, solution is capable of. Uh, with sort of that uh, uh, sort of, I think, uh, summary, I just wanted to sort of ask you if you were okay with folks finding um, you to learn more about SecureAuth and its solutions, as well as about your sales readiness journey. Uh, what's the best way for them to find and reach you online? Yeah, absolutely, Gope. Uh, you, they can reach me on uh, on my email, which is uh, aalowalia at secureauth.com, you know, or my, you know, cell phone. Uh, 408-510-9724. Um, and uh, thank you for, for the opportunity, Gope. And, uh, um, and um, I, I appreciate uh, some time from you and, and, and Mind Tickle to give me this opportunity to share some of my uh, experience. Thanks so much, Ankur.